0: Hi, this is Brett with another Suspended Soul podcast. For this episode, I have two bands doing a split into two individuals from the bands. One's name is Well, and he comes to a band called LMI, and one's name is Rob, and he does he does a band called Vulture Peak, and they just are sort of getting ready to, if released to split together or in the process of it. Um, and they're both bands, I believe, are from the Pennsylvania area. I kind of started talking to Well, contacted me. I ended up their bands are pretty cool. I hate the pigeonhole things, but I would say kind of both in the realms of experimental punk hardcore noise rocky stuff. Uh, But yeah, still keep it pretty punk and hardcore too. I don't know how to really explain it or like even almost some black metal vibe in some of the vocals in some areas. I don't know. There's some different things going on with it. But anyways, that's good enough of an intro and welcome you guys.
1: Yeah, thanks for having us.
0: Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, so um, well talked first. Rob talked second for the voices here, so okay. people can kind of tell what's going on. You guys don't always have to talk first, but just so people can kind of tell who the voice was and just talk. So, I guess mm-hmm. um, let's start with something simple. Uh, how'd your how how the split come about? How'd your uh, bands uh, meet? Uh,
2: I guess. This split came about, I want to say, like, maybe over the summer. Like, Rob and I had been talking off and on, and I just brought up the idea because we had, like, five songs done, and we didn't want to do, like, another EP. We kind of want to do something different. But we've been playing shows with Vulture Peak, I want to say, since, what do you think, like, 2013, Rob?
1: Yeah, probably. It was in Tamaqua.
2: I think it was Tamaqua, Pennsylvania.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right, because we started – playing around 2012 and it was probably we probably met you about a e- year after and some sounds right
0: yeah <laughs> yeah the, so now so now you guys have been friends i guess for quite a while now since we're already entering into 2021 so that's yeah, a pretty good yeah i have friends like that too where it's just like where did the I'm 39, so I'm a little older. I, you know, I do my own record label and play in different projects myself, too, whether they be harsh noise projects or either just, like, you know, kind of power-violency projects, but mixed with, like, kind of, like, the experimentation of Refused in there. Yeah. Are a lot of jazz-y elements and electronic dancey elements. That's very cool. Too in it, but... Um, yeah, and I've talked about them enough on this podcast. One's called Midwest Lust, and another one's a project, and the work's called Indulged. Uh, Midwest Lust has been going for a bit. We, you know, we're doing like a we're doing sports like Bastard Noise, and then we have like a sport of Pain Chain and Condition, and like a six-way sport of Suppression.
1: Oh, that's awesome. we've been, so we've been doing like yeah, definitely yeah, no been, Pain Chain. That's awesome. It's
0: yeah, fast. yeah, it was just like. Yeah, and it's just um yeah, it's cool. Um I think Well was saying about you, Rob, that you know about some noise stuff or or into it too, or mess around with it some.
1: Yeah, definitely too, um definitely into into uh different different stuff, noise and um experimental stuff. Um I do a side project called Masala, too that gets into different types of soundscapes like that. But um Oh, cool. You know, yeah,
0: Yeah, but it's cool how, like, yeah, it's cool how friendships begin and how some of them, like, can go back for, like, years, like, and it's even cool, like, it was even cool to get to do a sport, like, for me to get begin to do a sport faster noise just because...
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Dude. That's but, really cool.
0: Well, to me, Eric's, icon- Eric's iconic in some ways, and for him just to, like, we were friends for quite a while, but for him to hit me up out of nowhere and, be like, wow, I love your, we, I love your, because it's me and my partner. I have a partner who lives in St. Louis, so he loves our noise stuff. But we're changing, we added the drummer, and our, my partner's doing a lot more guitar stuff with the bass effects. they was still doing noise in there, and just having parts that are just harsh noise in there, too, and some parts where they overscape into different things. But that's enough talking about our own crap. Let's talk about your band. <laughs> <laughs> about your guys' band. Bands, so, um, yeah. who, who else does what in your, your guys' uh, bands, if you want to say, for you, Will, who's all in uh, LMI, and you already told me what the name stands for, but if you want to tell people what the name
3: stands all for, right. then, you can
0: do it. then you can go second Rob with who's in your band, and kind of how okay. you got your name, but if it has any meaning for you guys behind it, I guess that's a good way to go about it.
2: So, LMI stands for Lazy Middle Class Intellectuals. We've been a three-piece. It's me, our bass player Brando, and our drummer Kevin. It's just been us three the entire time. And we've been playing for, I want to say like 10 years. We started when we were in high school, and we're somehow still together.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. A
0: lot of times time stuff doesn't last like that.
2: Yeah, that, that's but... especially a punk band. Punk hardcore stuff, it's like you got like three years max. Anything past that, you're like, oh, my God.
0: Yeah, but it's happening more and more. It's just, I guess, people are becoming more and more passionate about what they do.
3: Yeah,
2: I always think of, like, older hardcore bands where I'm like, these guys have been together for, like, fucking ever. And it was like, people really
0: only gave a shit about the first couple releases. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It's kind of like that one. Where also some bands of the state go or break up and they get back together. Like, for me, like... Of course, I love like I was in a band when I was younger with one of the guys from Coalesce, his little brother, Wade Hell, when I was, or, when, which is Stacy Hell's brother. When I lived in Kansas City, that's where I kind of grew up before I lived in Chicago. Now, sure, sure. but but like yeah, he opened my eyes to a lot of stuff. But I think like yeah, I so I like all that stuff. I like all the experimental stuff. But I've always been an American Nightmare fan and. I'm I'm yeah. I'm fans of a lot of underground stuff too, but that's like a bigger name I'm fan always been a fan of. And they mm-hmm. put out the EP and it's even good. It's just like it even went to a more like dirty rock and roll punk yeah. element it's on the E P but it's just like it's like that band doesn't write bad songs. It's just like it's something true. about that it's just like some I mean I I just think West is just a good musical mighty of a cold cave, but Enough of that. So now, Rob Vulture Peak, who's all in that with you, or who, how many people are you, and how did that start?
1: Um, actually, uh, me and the drummer Jeff Hartley um, started it back in 2012 and we were two-piece. Um, up until just recently, um, we added uh, George, Rittenhouse, came into the band to play bass for us, and um, you know started start a new chapter for vulture peak as a, as a three piece, but we were a two piece for a long time. Um, so yeah, now we're just going to, yeah, just, you know, add that element in and just have to, you know, like a, another, um, another dude's input, you know, on, on the way to go about things. I think it'll, it'll help us kind of venture into new areas. But, uh, me and Jeff have been playing to band, like in bands, um, for a long time it seems like we played together um about an hour south of pittsburgh that's kind of where we started playing together and uh then about two thousand i guess six or seven we moved up into the wilkesbury area north uh northeastern pennsylvania and continued to play together
0: yeah which is kind of like a crazy move and i like I actually like Pittsburgh. Like I played, some, we went out there on tour and played this place called Collision, there. And I like Pittsburgh as a town. But we were supposed to play House of Yaga in Philadelphia on our last little tour or two, but I got snuffed out because of the pandemic.
1: Yeah, so. we played there. That's a, that's an awesome place, dude. That's that was cool. Yeah, we, I think it was like one of our last shows before we. Um, but yeah, before the pandemic. Um, but that's that's a really cool place. It's a cool house. But yeah, yeah it's it it like really a cool good. area, man. It was just, we needed to get out of there, um, you know, just get new a new scenery around us. And, yeah, it was
0: surprising I would able not do Philadelphia or something. Like, Walksphere kind of like, the Walks Bar, however you pronounce it. it's kind of, I mean, they do have a lot of hard hardcore punk that comes out. Yeah,
1: right? man. bear was the... You had, was, yeah, you had, you, bands
0: know, like, you had bands like Frostbite back in the day, and then...
1: Of course like yeah.
0: cold wood and tidal fight, Bad Seed, uh
1: I mean the hits
0: go the hits go on out of that town, but I know yeah. it's also a lot of people say it could be kind of not the some of the people I've talked to from there said it isn't the most exciting place to always live in. It, either the most but I guess a lot of people come from this aren't from the most exciting towns. Yeah, right. Yeah. In the in America. Anyway, that's probably why they tour, and why we all tour and get out sometimes. And what about what about you guys? Well, what town are you guys actually from? In like uh, Pennsylvania, are you are you from the where are you from? Are you from Philadelphia area? Or yeah, we're from a town called
2: Lansdale, which is like 40 minutes outside of Philly. It's maybe like yeah, a little bit north, but uh, it's pretty much a lot of the scene there is, like related to Philly for the most part.
0: Yeah, as I know, like. I saw him the other day. I am friends with uh, Robert from a Life It's Lost, and he's up there from, like, the Bucks County
1: area.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Doyle's yeah. Town's another town that's, like, nearby, and bands... Like, there's
0: Circus Survives from there, Super Heaven's from there. There's a
2: bunch yeah, of bands, also-, also-,
0: also, I forget, besides Circus Survival, a lot of stuff, there's... Why am I forgetting their name? There was a vicious punk hardcore band from, actually, Doyle's Town. And they were straight edge too. I know they were... Is it Malice of the Palace? Oh, Mother Mother Mercy. No, actually, it wasn't Mother Mercy. I'd have to think of their name. They were kind of like they were kind of in the they were kind of in a different. They played in the more like fast paced, hardcore hardcore scene. I'd have to for I'd have to remember their name. It'll probably come to hmm. me later on this pod. <laughs>
2: just randomly
0: say it. <laughs> yeah, they were good. They're good friends with my friend's band from Kansas City, sorry excuse. Okay. It's just now some of those guys are in that band Spy and Antonio, they're singers. And yeah, yeah, I know that
2: band.
0: Yeah, one of my ex band members, Dylan from Kansas City, has in like a power of violence like kind of power of violence means I hate God and my like death style thing with him and my like, yeah, but he's just, we, I guess we all could kept trucking in this shit. In yeah. This Excuse my cough. Um, that's not a COVID cough. That's a weed cough. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are about that. Life I'm like, time. whoa, you're trying
2: to print this shit over the phone, man? <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> a bad news, bad fucking news. So, yeah, um, did the name. Uh, so that's a good name blurb Middle class center intellectuals. Yeah, at least middle, middle class yep. intellectuals. Yeah, and what about how did vulture peak come about? How that name? Um,
1: um, I mean, I, I don't think it has like really any deep significance to to the both of maybe us. Just I mean,
0: like it's a, a, maybe just a peak where some vultures hang out on or something. It's <laughs> yeah, There's it's something, a, something down on their prey or something from <laughs> the tape. You know,
1: like, it's uh, like a, a Buddhist holy place. Um, and, uh, yeah, vultures kind of, like, in their tradition, they lay the bodies out um, of their dead, <laughs> yeah. and vultures kind of pick them apart. So, like, I, you know, I, you know, I, I don't, I, I would good. consider myself Buddhist, but, yeah, I, you know, I definitely, um, you know, know mm-hmm. a lot about it, but, yeah, just kinda, just kinda it just kind of, kind of fit at the time where, like, all right, let's go with it, and it is, you know, we just used it as one word, vulture peak, instead of two, and just ran with it.
0: Yeah, I have some I have some I have some ravens and some uh, and some birds tattooed on me. I'm definitely into vulturistic type bird. Birds, <laughs> birds are kind of scavenger, scrappy birds. I've always been kind of attracted to the fact that the bird kinda of has the freedom to fly kind of where it where it wants to, but also the scrappy ones are always interested. Interestingly. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, so um, yeah, so that friendship started that long ago, and um, I guess you all really can't do too much touring off the split right now. Now, now. now is there any labels coming out on, or how do you um, all go about recording it and getting it done, or is it self-release? Is it self-released in the, the uh, as of that, right now? Do,
2: yeah, so right now it's self released We're just putting it out digitally, just for at the moment, because there's no shows. It's like it's tough to get people to buy like a tape or something. <laughs> but it's like you can just be like, it's online. Just listen to it then. When there's shows, you can buy copies.
0: Unless somebody like hits us up about it or something. Yeah, you'd be surprised. A lot more people are. Uh, I've actually been doing sometimes better with my label in these times than I ever than I ever have. So it's kind of. Oh really. Yeah, well, I did put out this band called uh, Polaria or Pel- from France, and Dylan from Full of Hell did guest vocals. Oh, okay. On it, on it and it, it like moved, it moved really quick. Like, well, I sold a bunch here, out of my copies, and like the band needed copies back. It was one of those things, cause they were. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: Somehow, so they were willing to pay for the shipping back, for so them to come back to France and pay for the copies. So it was just. Like, whatever, if you guys really, if you guys are moving them, I guess we can just take this into a second press. Yeah, nice. Point. good Well, yeah, that's always really? good when you can get to When it. it's hard, it's hard to, but sometimes I feel like people in Europe are a lot more supportive of the arts than sometimes people in the States can. But the States, get, we have a lot of people support the arts too. What am I saying? I shouldn't say those. It's just like <laughs> Europe, and it's like a lot of people
2: supporting stuff. Yeah, I think you're honestly right on that one, too. Like, I feel like people understand more, like, what has to go into putting stuff out, and they appreciate it more as opposed to, I feel like people here sometimes, it's usually just like, oh, yeah, if it's not up for free or up
0: for streaming, then I'm not listening to it. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, and it's like people sometimes think it's crazy we might even have a vinyl record that's fifteen dollars or sixteen dollars, but it's like well most labels are doing them for twenty and this stuff this stuff isn't cheap to make it. Yeah. more it isn't like how I used to, it used to be cheap to put out a vinyl. You used to be able to sell them for twelve or thirteen yeah. dollars or ten dollars even sometimes depending on where you went, but those days are kind of, those days are kind of dumb of doing that with an LP unless you get three or a, second, a few pressings and you want to lower the cost because it doesn't cost as much. Yeah, I
3: mean, I,
2: I feel like you see so many people doing like reissues. Like it's so many bands It's like, oh, Brooklyn Vegan or somebody has like 100 silver variants of some album that's been out for like 25
0: years. And you're just like, why the yeah, fuck? I'm getting ready to put out a discography for um, a band that originally had their discography out on CD but never vinyl. A band actually from Philadelphia called Frail. It Frail. Was, oh yeah. I know. Yeah. Was That's pretty. Yeah. Cool. It was, yeah. I've been, I've been in talks with Don from and Dagger and Michael about All right. for like, Quite some. Michael, the singer of Frail, and, and Don from. From and Dagger, Don DeVore was in it. Which Inca Dagger's up there with like one of my top-notch, all-time favorite bands, I think. Yeah, right. I think that's underappreciated. Cool. I think underappreciated in a lot, in a lot of ways. But I mean, they did. They did. I guess do some reunion stuff with this is hardcore Jeff from Thursday doing, yes vocals, which is kind of yeah. crazy. I booked, I even booked, I've always stayed in contact with them, but I even booked them back when they toured off a record called Waiting, which would have been their first record before Full Collapse. Yeah, right. In, in Kansas yeah, those, those, city those guys were right. huge. I knew that band was going to blow up because they were already kind of talking about how, you know, they were getting on Victory, and I was just like, yeah, you guys just have a unique sound. You guys, are, and they're poetic as heck. I was like, you guys are going to, I already I already had told them that, and they're like, yeah, we'll see, you know. Never know. And just uh, stuff, and I kind of called it right.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: a will clap I had, and out, I and it was like, holy shit, dude. Like,
3: <laughs> I
0: was, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, I, I haven't I, I seen
0: Yeah, because I always forget to... Yeah, it makes sense, because... Uh, circus, are, yeah, Philadelphia has a lot of legendary stuff, just in hardcore punk and, like, post-hardcore... Like, whatever you want to call it, some people are calling it scream some people are calling it emo, some people are calling it post-hardcore, some people are still just calling it hardcore punk, whatever stupid terms
3: you yeah. Yeah. want to put
0: on. But, yeah, because I always forget, like, doesn't Circuit Survive have some relation to the band this day forward, which I still talk to? Which is, Maybe. I don't know too much about Circuit Survive. Like, those guys, yeah, it was always weird, because I feel like they were
2: independent of our scene a little bit.
0: Well, that makes sense that they did because I know this day forward is from Philadelphia and I always think they didn't have some relation too. And even my, even my boy from this day forward moved out. He was out in Huntington Beach and still works at Revelation Records. Oh, day no. which I, I spent some time working a rev out there too in Huntington Beach, worked for Jordan for for a while. It's, California wasn't for me. It's expensive. But too expensive and I miss the seasons as crazy as you think that sounds, right? I kinda like winter time. I kind of like having the seasons. For sure. Around for the shore. The sun isn't the sun isn't all it's cracked up to be all the time.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> I'm like, it was cold as hell here today, but I'm like, Then again, if you're in Chicago, it's probably like this every day in Chicago.
0: We have multiple feet of snow on the ground, and it's snowing as we speak. It just, it just keeps hitting us every day. It's been hitting us for like two weeks straight. Just snow, 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 snow. Oh God, it
2: snowed. It's not like a foot here not that long ago, and then it snowed yesterday. And I was just like, I'm I'm done with this. There's no more snow, please.
0: <laughs> well, well, I think in the northeast. I don't know if Pennsylvania got that, but there was like at some point. I think there was like in some areas of. New York State and stuff, there was, like, up to, like, 14 to 24 feet on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking insane. Well, how much did <laughs> you get, Rob?
1: Huh? It was probably, yeah, about a foot, I guess. Yeah, that's what we got. Yeah. That, it Depends. Yeah. Like, on the elevation, they got, like, places around us got, like, a ton more, but, like, you know, it's just up the mountain a little bit, so. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah,
0: you know, so is, um so you said independently releasing it? Is that on your own little your own little labels you came up with?
2: Yeah, I had to uh mm. when I set up the whole thing for the digital stream, I had to make up a label, so it's it's middle class vulture records. That's what it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, who I mean, knows, maybe it'll even start as a label you put out other stuff and some day. You never know how those things. That's true. It's true. I have a copyright yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> It's copyrighted. Yeah. You're going to be in legal trouble. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully not. Yeah. No, I'm just saying. I just have to say legal trouble. I'm not saying to you, but I just say when people say something's copyrighted or whatever, I'm like, whoever messes with it, it's going to be in legal trouble. Yeah, right? Yeah, so, um, so, so you said, I know well you said, LMI's tour has
1: Vulture Peak tour too. Uh, not, no, not really. I mean, like we've definitely well, I played a well, lot. We're to
0: you, so from talking to you the other All day, the well, weekend so,
1: stuff, huh? So and, yeah, I was
0: gonna ask you guys both about touring and those like, so you can go ahead and talk Rob. Sorry there. Yeah. So um, we said a little
1: little weekend stuff or. Yeah, we, yeah, we just try to play as much as we can. Like, we haven't went on any like you know, long tours or anything. But for a while there, we were playing a lot. It was you know at least like four times, you know, three or four times a month. Um, but we would just you know drive out and you know wherever it was, you know, or Philly or New Jersey or. Um, but yeah, no long tours. Maybe yeah, in the future, and, I don't know. Hopefully, when things open back up, maybe you know that'll happen. But and
0: well you were saying, you guys have toured quite a bit. You've also played with like Ken Mode, Full of Hell, a lot. Of yeah, people. yeah. Some of your experience.
3: Uh,
1: your yeah,
2: we've done maybe like two full U.S. tours, and then we've toured the East Coast, going down to Texas a few times as well. But uh, yeah, we played with Ken Mode in I think it was Delaware. <laughs> It was Kemado and Rosetta, and we played with
0: them. Right. That was really cool. Oh, cool! And where have you played? Where have you uh, met up with Hell at before? That was in Maryland.
2: That was I remember that because we almost got like snowed in, and we got there so it was like we played this small fest. Out it was like outside of Baltimore, and they I think it was in Ocean City actually. It was where they were from, and they were like the headlining band. I think we we ended up just getting there. So we got there like. I'm gonna say right before they went on or something, because it was like there was a little bit of snow that day, but it was one of those things where no one was prepared for it, so people were just driving like fucking idiots the
0: whole way down. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, those guys are good. I, I've always, I've always, I've always liked them all those people ever since I met them. I I lived in Chattanooga for a while and had a roommate who had a falling out with his dad who was already working, moved out on his own at, like, 17, was living with us, but there was a punk house of book shows in Chattanooga, so he booked Full of Hell, like, for their first, kind of their first weekend out with, like, Dylan doing vocals, or one of their early weekends out with Dylan doing vocals, they were just doing Asheville and Chattanooga and maybe, like, one other place on the Sunday. And, um, Yeah, they were um, all very nice and are still very nice to this day. Day, But, like, what I was saying is, like, yeah, it seems almost a touring even to get to the levels like they did and, like, a lot of bands get to. It's almost like you have to give up everything in your life and just hit the road all the time. Yeah. in in time, and then you still have things in your life, because I I know Dylan has a lady. I know certain people have. Spencer has a lady. He sees him you know, in the Midwest here, and stuff, and they all have different, and it's it's a balancing act, too, because it's it's hard sometimes, because you do have people you miss or you want to see, and you love in your life, but works work, and especially when you're doing it as a band, and you're trying to do it as a band. Yeah, definitely- and I mean,
2: it's actually from a point where they are, it's like, it came to no surprise that they got as popular as they are just because it's like they kept doing it. It's not like, oh, man, we just got real lucky. It's like, not nah, what well, we played yeah, like yeah, a million I shit
0: shows before we got to a good one. Well, I yeah. think that's we tours. too, is I think you can even like, I'm friends with Trash Talk. You can even talk to those guys about it, man. You have to you almost have to put your stuff somewhere, or get rid of your stuff, and just say, we're going to live out of the van 300 and some days a year, and we're going to deal with each other, and we're going to somehow make it it it's almost like and we're still all friends but we are going to fight at times and there's going to be disagreements so that's just dealing with people that many days in a row and of course there's usually time off the record and usually time a little break between tours but it seems like with the way some of these guys go it's not a lot like you may have like a couple weeks of break or a week of downtime that you're back out on the road on um, some yeah to or go into some other part of the world it's just But yeah, it's just like, and also I think it's a lot of these people, a lot of these people like Dylan and them, Dylan's just a nice person. He makes people feel welcome around their band. So I think that, I think that always helps facts too, when you make people feel welcome from all different walks of life.
2: Yeah. It's like no one has any reason to
0: be an asshole
2: to you if you're just being nice. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like if you show up with an attitude, then you're already
0: fucked. But if it's like, well, if I'm overly nice to everybody, well, I think for most people listening to this podcast, most people know and sometimes outside, sometimes people don't know a lot about like what we all come from. A lot of times we all feel like we don't really belong in this fucked up world in different situations. And that's why we stumbled in into this shit. Into this shit. There's a lot of different reasons different people stumble into it. So when a band makes people feel welcome and people are out doing it, there's no reason because I think everybody's just looking for a place sometimes to feel welcomed. At, yeah, you know, I, was even, I was even saying that. To, I think when I was talking to you the other day, it's just like, yeah, because I've talked to so I've talked to so many bands. Like I remember where there, where people just had cocky attitudes. Where it's like, and it's like, why? It's like, and then nobody nobody likes the person because they're a cocky fucking asshole. or some people do because some people, I guess, are attracted to assholes. I don't know what it is. <laughs> and I'm trying to hang out with them. I mean, that's why I don't like these dudes from like Dow and Full of Hell and The Body and all those bands and Cloud Rat and like New Boo and a bunch of bands is because they're all characters that are going to have serious outlets in the music, but they can have be humorous and life and still break the ice with And They don't have to like... I was even talking to Mitch from Dow about this the other day in the podcast. I think a lot of times there's a perception in the stuff we do, like you have to have some kind of like attitude to be angry all the time. I know it's okay not to be because shouldn't the music kind of be an outlet for those angers and those frustrations? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you don't need to put
2: on a persona all the time or anything. It's not yeah. black metal. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yeah.
0: Bad. <laughs> yeah, it's not black metal. Even though some of the music, I mean even though some of the music I do listen to does have, like, elements of black metal influence into the into, into, course. Yeah, oh, I
2: like black metal. I'm not trying to pitch. I'm just joking.
0: <laughs> yeah, I did see. I did see. I don't like really racist, boneheaded black metal. I, no, fuck that. I mean, like, and then, I yeah, it's like, it sucks, because I, you know, there's times I was really, like, I liked the sounds of it and was really attracted to even, like, stuff like Burzum's Bert, art direction, but then when you find out who the fuck's behind it or what the fuck, like, certain shit's really about, it's like, uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I can't really get down with it. Uh, yeah, this.
2: I feel like any time with those kind of bands, when they're doing, like, it's almost like they're, like, black metal, but they have, like, a fantasy element to it, I've got to be like, all right, are these guys Nazis or what?
3: Well, <laughs> I, think like check.
0: Our, I think a lot of our music deals with fantasy. Like a lot of people think, you know, being in the noise world, a lot of people think Boyd Rice is fucked up in some ways. But this dude's just kind of like the no only reason why he's ever worried. in SR our that's our outfit or done stupid crazy shit like that is because he thinks America's a little bit of a Nazi country to a degree, and it's just kind of like noise is kind of always had that argument of whatever just shock a little bit, and also bring attention to something that's actually going on in the world. Zo G- G- but it's always dull a fantasy. And I think I say noise is noise is all music. I mean, music's just patterns of noise put in a direction. In my yeah. opinion, is a way of putting, of saying it, or putting it into a rhythm or into a concept. You know, of timing. But, yeah, um, so that's cool. Um, yeah, and I always like to ask people when I'm talking to them, what's what what's been going on for you guys in pandemics? What's life like? What do you do outside of band stuff like, like job-wise or what's life like during the pandemic for people? people cause I know some people have been having really hard times in it. I know some people have been doing okay in there or handling it? I've, really yeah,
1: I've actually been pretty lucky. I've, you know, I still have my job. Um, I uh, work from home most of the time. Uh, I still go into the office, you know, a few times a week now, but um so like I, I've been lucky. I know a lot of people, you know, lost their jobs and, and they're out of work and are really struggling, but um, I'm grateful that, you know, it's, that didn't happen. And, you know, as far as, you know, the suckiest thing for me is not being able to play shows. Um, which is, you know, isn't that bad, you know, compared to what a lot of other people are going through. But, um, yeah, like we've just been kind of trying to write and trying to figure out a, some new directions to, you know, to go in. And, and then we got George playing base now. So, you know, we got, you know, another element there that, that we haven't had in a long time. Uh, so, yeah, we're just trying to make, our, make the best out of, you know, being stuck in and just kind of write together and try to record some more stuff.
0: Yeah, and uh, what about you, Will? Uh, it's been
2: pretty fucked for me the entire time. I lost my job twice, so that sucked. And in between uh, that, I was, I was working at Amazon in between that, but the first time it was just real bad because there was just so many cases of COVID and it was basically like, oh, I've I moved from i'd moved to a new place maybe like a week before covid hit and then so i I really didn't have much money and it was like i lost my job i'm like fuck i gotta get a new job so i'm working at amazon and people it was just like left and right that there was a lot of cases like coming to but it's like i i needed the money i couldn't quit so i pretty much was just like really paranoid going into work because they would send you like notifications like hey somebody else got covid So so I'd be like waking up every day like god damn it. I hope I don't have any texts about this So that was fucking horrible (laughs) It definitely affected me a lot, but besides that I've just been writing like we're pretty much just still writing new songs and everything like that because we have nothing else to do we all live still live in the area But uh, yeah, it's definitely not been fun
0: No, I don't think it's been fun for uh, most people. It's uh um, yeah.
2: yeah. Maybe bad work on my
0: Yeah, it's been a it's been a pretty hell it's been a pretty hellish time for a lot of people. My uh yeah, it's lucky my lady, uh she's uh she's a therapist and she's been able to work from home. Uh, so that's good, and then uh myself, I usually do bike delivery for a living, but then i have and I do my record label I do bike delivery on the side. I usually try to tour as much as possible mm-hmm. and then and then, for me, I uh, have been doing some snow removal when I can't bike with some friends, so do whatever it takes to make a little Extra ends here and there. It's uh, been interesting times. I always like to ask people this when I'm talking to them in this uh, on this podcast. I always like to kind of ask this question, uh, and I guess this goes for both of you. How what opened your what opened uh, Pandora's box uh, for each one of you to music to music, uh, whether somebody in the family got you playing an instrument or was it uh, somehow just stumbled across it? And um, I guess that goes for both of you. Everybody wants to start first.
2: Uh, I guess for me, I really, I kind of got into music on my own. Most of my family, like, they liked music, but they really weren't that into it. And I started playing, I just thought it'd be cool to shred on the violin. So I started playing violin when I was in, like, third grade. And then my neighbor down the street got Toxicity by System of a Down on CD, and I was like, that was like, yeah, and I was like, that was the thing where I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I was really into that. My parents would never let me get that stuff, so it was always like, I'd have to go to somebody else's house to listen to it, or i have to go through these hoops and just to listen to these bands.
0: Of course, and nobody's born knowing what stuff. so of course you have stuff you're introduced to, you're just like, oh, this is raw and rowdy. This is yeah, raw exactly. And rowdy. Like, I didn't know what metal was. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a, what what about what about you? What about you, Rob?
1: Um Yeah, I don't know. I guess I, I, I started playing guitar cuz one of my older friends down the street played and I don't know. When I was a kid, like I always I always liked to take things apart and um just like kind of tinker with stuff. And it was, like, I feel like when I was a kid, it was, like, that same type of, like, I just want to just fuck around with this and see what it does. And I feel like even to today, like, no matter what I get a hold of, I um I just like to fuck around with it. So, like, I play guitar, but, like, I'm not – I'm really not that good. And I just – I feel like I go at it as, at, at like, like I'm a kid or something and just, like, kind of just, you know uh, – just play with, play with it, like, as if, you know, I didn't know anything, and I still really don't know anything after playing it this long. But, um, like, no matter what I'm into, I think that's why I like noise so much is, like, it's just, like, the experimentation of it and just that freedom of not knowing it, but, like, trying to make something sound cool. And that's what attracted me to punk, too, is, like, well, cool. you can, like, you know, learn these, like, Three chords and you can write 12 different songs like I don't know I just like that um you know that 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 feeling of being creative and but not having to know anything really
0: yeah it's kind of yeah uh, you know, it's kind of beautiful in a lot of ways in that sense it's kind of like the yeah you know, it's the ideas of freedom when like I don't know. I think we live in, like, a society where none of us are truly free. We're even slave to our own bodies. We have to feed ourselves, do different things. So freedom is just kind of an illusion anyways. But I feel like sometimes this stuff through sound, sonic epiphanies of sounds, whether it be through punk rock or noise or, you know, whatever it may be, there's some of the most free, free things you can get into in this world world is like it's
1: interesting it's interesting yeah that's why like when we jam like when we start writing together um, we always just just jam and improv and like I feel like you get into that you tap into something that you can't really tap into through like just thinking about something and yes very much so I yeah, agree
0: 100. I, I I never really thought about it that way, but you're totally, you're, you're totally right on that element. Like I don't think it's like you just didn't think about things a thousand times. It's different when you're actually pointing out, yeah, out. It's a totally different feeling. And it, it's, and I think both of you would agree with this. There's something when you find other people you can create with and you actually click together, and create it's something. Like, it's a, it's a feeling like it's hard for, I think, most people who never played in bands or most people who just kind of listen to music as a passerby time to kind of really understand, like, but it can also be rough, too, because there's certain things that were on certain people. I've had it happen in situations I've been, their life happens, you know, there's a thousand things where certain things don't work out, too. Yeah. And even it's like
2: I, I feel like it's almost rare to find people that you click that well with playing yeah. with. So when you do it's like that much bigger of a deal. When it's not it's not just like, oh hey, we can play the same like playing time with each other. It's like now we really sync up.
0: Yeah, well, I think well even it's even been me when I've been in bands and the ones that did go out of the road it had to be people I clicked with because like I mean, when you're out on the road, all you really have is each other. That you're kind of, I, mean, I hate to say it, but like it's weird stuff. There's weird stuff that happens on the road, road especially.
2: It's like a social disconnect.
0: Yeah. Well, a lot of people, I think, think, like, and you know this well from probably touring, too. I mean, it is funny. You can do something you love and create what you do tour, but at the same time, a lot of people don't understand. I think all the time the, the work it goes behind the stuff. Like you have to be on time places. You yeah. And if you and if you work and if you live if you live in, if you live kind of an outlaw lifestyle. I don't know what you guys do, but I I don't I don't make it an easy secret. I smoke weed. You know you, you you know that can bring problems your way. There's a lot of things that can bring problems your way. Mm-hmm. Out there, cars can break down. You get in wrecks. You do You do You can run low on money. There's a thousand bad things that can happen. Yeah. Okay. Out there, out there in the world, you know. So But there's a thousand beautiful things that can happen. I think that's why a lot of people do it is they want to go out and see those things. Yeah, it's like and, a, yeah,
2: you have to be driving like a driving like a million hour, or I guess like eight hours to play like 20 minutes but it's still worth it. It's that 20 minutes that's worth the whole rest of the day.
0: Yeah, I take it you're also probably referring to a lot of those drives that are out west like whether you'd be going someplace across like Kansas or someplace across Colorado or any other state They're just like, it's just brutal. It's just they're fun, it's beautiful experiences but they're just brutal to drive across yeah, so, that's for sure. You know, sometimes your body's like, oh, oh, when you get out, when you, by the time you're out and done, you're like, oh, or, it's al- you're like, it's almost like a job at points where it's
2: like, oh, I got to drive eight hours. Or it's like an eight-hour shift, and then you get there and you're just like, oh, now I have to play.
0: Yeah, I know a lot of people on those drives. <laughs> they'll drive half of it. They'll drive half of it, or start to drive for a couple hours, just sleep on a roadside, and I've done it before. Then just do the rest of the drive that you know, stay. It's just like, like wait, for, like you won't even stay in some town. You, you're playing. You'll just go ahead and start driving that night and get some of it out of the way. Yeah, way it's, it's interesting. It's, it's <laughs> I mean, I think it takes certain breeds of people to do it. Absolutely, definitely.
2: Because I mean, for even sure. that. Yeah, it's definitely. So it takes certain I kind of
0: person it, that it works for. You got to get used to being uncomfortable. Yeah, for me, I'm the type that likes two or three weeks at a time, a few weeks away from it, then I'm down to usually do it again. But I miss my cats and lady if I don't have at least a couple weeks with them at a time here and there. There, <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard. You know, that's what I was talking about again. There's people you begin to miss and you realize life's short too. <laughs> t- Sometimes it may seem long, but there's... Definitely things you miss. You miss your own bed sometimes, for fuck's sake. Yeah. It's safe
2: to that It makes (laughs) you appreciate
0: it, though. Like, as opposed to being stuck at home all the time. For sure. For sure. Then, like, yeah, a lot of times once you're home, you're like... Well, I'm still thirsty to go out there, but it used to be like... I don't know. I, I don't want to sound like the lame old man here, but... Like with my cats and my lady and doing my label and having a lot of things that go on in my life as is, I'm not as thirsty for it to be every second. Like, but I still like getting out there and doing it, you know? And I'm still that drive to do it. But every second's hard to, to as your body gets older. It's a lot rougher on the body. Gee, you're like, Oh, that cracked a weird way. That was real <laughs> that was a real good fucking time there. there but yeah, I think it's uh I, I think it's beautiful. Uh yeah I think it takes definitely kind of a nomadic person to be like, Yeah, this is what I'm gonna do and a lot of a lot of people we get worn out on it like I mean, I know even like you know at one point Full of Hell had a different bass player, Brandon. I think he even got wore out on it a little bit. He was just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna see Jarhead fertilizer because it's with David anyways, and I don't have to do it all the time." Yeah. So you don't have to be in the van all day. Yeah, because Full of <laughs> Hell, let's face it, they do it. Like, they hit that road a lot. A lot. That's, That's for a sure. Funny.
3: Yeah, for sure.
0: I I don't know how many times I see them in Chicago or Kansas City or someplace I lived rolling through, through sometimes a few times in one year, year year sometimes like five five times in one year, year year more or less you know depending on the situation. It's like it's like darn, these guys just these guys just go all the time. So what are some... uh, Are you all still there? Yeah, yeah, we're... Yeah, yeah, okay. I guess you're listening to my last speak. So so what are some other releases um, your bands have had out besides the split? um, What's some Uh, other stuff? For LMI, we actually came out with
2: an album back in June. So that was our last release. And uh, we put that out through Handstand Records and Maniacs records and that was an LP so that was That's why for this one too. I was like I'm good with just doing digital because getting that shit ready for an LP is, is a pain in
0: the ass <laughs> oh, Yeah, those
2: labels, where are those labels out of? Uh, handstands out of DC and Maniacs is out of Munster Germany, I think
0: they're out of Germany Okay, and what about
1: Vulture Peak? Actually the last thing that we put out was um, we did like a single uh, called "Humanist Plague, and then before that was uh, an album called Snake Body, but that was like in 2018, so we haven't really done anything in a few years. We were really just playing shows and, you know, kind of writing here and there, but not really um, getting much together, except for these tracks that we did for the split we had for a little bit now. So when LMI was like, you want to do a split, I was like, yeah, we'll record these and and do that and that, and that was awesome because it finally got us to get something out and now we're working on another ep for uh for this year for maybe the end of the year yeah do you do
0: you all um do you guys uh like living out there in pennsylvania is it a pretty beautiful state or do you enjoy it as a state see i really I lo- like it you don't like it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i love thing. it <laughs> yeah my friend chip lives out there he's like a pretty well-known graffiti artist these days he's done a lot of work for nike and red bull and he does hip-hop and was involved in punk and hardcore he's originally a new jersey native but he he went out in Kansas city for a while and even roadied for like spent some time rodeo for uh for modern dash as the metal like the emo core band back in the day or whatever but anyways he uh you know, he said he lived in Philadelphia for a while, and he said, I hate to break a T, but Philadelphia is not the city of brotherly love. No. Yeah, <laughs> definitely no, not. Yeah, that's what he said. He was like, I was looking for a job, and this was like, you had to remember this after nine eleven. sometimes places had signs saying, not hiring, don't bother asking to apply, and stuff in Philadelphia. He said it was rough. He was like, I think Philly was one of the roughest cities I've ever lived in.
3: To be honest,
0: and he's like a lot of people. A lot of people scrapping in that city. A lot of just a lot of wild shit going on. He's like Philly's kind of a wild place.
2: Yeah, it's like it's
0: slightly better Baltimore.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's like Baltimore is definitely not. It's like we're we're step above that.
0: Baltimore's no walk in the park. I uh, I I mean I've seen her there and every like every time i've i don't know um you know it's not a city you feel real safe in or anything no definitely not i don't mind yeah. baltimore baltimore's okay it's just like no but it's like it's definitely like a place you want to watch the cues and and it's definitely a check before like you can be in a real nice neighborhood one second then a bad neighborhood then a nice neighborhood again and yeah Jesus, like, it's, it's definitely a weird fucking, like, a weird a weird fucking put well that, at that downtown marketplace I mean, if you want to see systematical poverty, look around Baltimore, mhm sometimes sometimes I mean a lot of a lot of that stuff, I don't know, but. You know, I'm not really afraid of any of it because I know it's just all these problems are underlining, underlining elements of capitalism that it causes pitting uh, people up against each other and you know, and it's mainly all the people who have pitting those who have not against just the other people who have not
1: you know, except
0: yeah. people in difference of beliefs like, and then it's just like, this is. It's the same old, same old. It's the same old, same old. Yeah, but pretty much. Yeah. But, yeah, I thought Pennsylvania, when I've toured it, I've enjoyed PA. I mean, I haven't really ever – I mean, I played Kung Fu necktie before, actually, in one of my old bands, and I actually liked that in Philadelphia. And I like the Pittsburgh area. Like Shows have never been, like, super big there or anything, but it's, like, the Malinous environment, and I think it's a cool-looking little city, city. –
1: yeah, it definitely is. I don't know. I mm. like Pennsylvania. Man. I mean, I think I, yeah, I think, it's, I think yeah, you have a lot of it's, beauty. It's like coming back here to the mountains. Like, it's just a beautiful state. I you don't know. something about it. I like it. I think, I think
0: Dylan from – I think mean, actually Dylan from Full of Hell, Dylan Walker, I think he lives in, like, actually Pennsylvania now. He lives, Him and Emily was somewhere, like, rural Pennsylvania. Yeah, and, it's not too far from us. Yeah, they like living like that. And I mean, and so, and, and like Dylan says, it's beautiful land. He likes the land of it.
1: Yeah, probably. like a, a lot, too.
0: i so. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's different for everybody. And like, Well, and I don't know what town they're from. You're probably going to laugh at it. They're more of just like, I don't know, they used to come, they lived down in Florida for a while, and I was in that crappy town called Daytona Beach. I'm sure you've heard of it. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I even, I even had a noise core band there, but, you know, there's a little spot that did shows, and we made, we one time played at the, like, more emo-ish band from, like, Pennsylvania, but they're like, I think mean, they may have been from, like, rural Pennsylvania. Do you know that band, uh, Young and Heartless? Yeah, yeah I've heard of them before. Yeah, yeah, they're they're kind of like bigger now, but they were kind of smaller at the time. And I think they're from like they're either from Reading or Harrisonburg. I think they wanted to say they're from Harrisonburg. I'm not sure, but they're, Harrisonburg. They're, yeah. They're, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, but you're they, right. Yeah, but I think they may even live a little bit outside of it or something. The, I'm not sure, but it's like those guys have always been really nice in my life. It's pretty, it's pretty nice, pretty poetic stuff. So whatever yeah they're good folk. they're good folk uh yeah but um yeah but i mean i don't ever hear much going on in Harrisonburg or reading are there scenes in those places or communities that these shows
2: yeah there's, i mean i know there's definitely a scene in reading like there's a couple bands that are out there from there now Have you ever heard of a band called outer heaven yeah yeah. i was my name sounds really familiar they're on relapse. They're real sick, and they're from Reading, and it's like, damn, Rivers and Nye Hill and, like, Black Crown Initiate. Harris, Harrisburg, there's definitely a scene in York, which is, like, not far from Harrisburg. I don't know too much about Harrisburg, besides, like, J.B. Lovedress and stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's really <laughs>
0: there, there you go. Yeah, but I know there's a lot of stuff that goes on in Philadelphia and, like, all around, like, New York and New Jersey and stuff. Those are when I there think- are shows.
1: Beer and Pretzels is from Harrisburg, aren't they?
0: Yeah, how can I forget? Yeah. Beer awesome. and Pretzels yeah. are
2: from Harrisburg. They're friends of ours. They're like a noise rock band. Yeah,
3: those
1: guys
0: are oh, awesome. Cool. Beer and Pretzels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, um, I like a lot of noise rock stuff. Well, yeah, it seems like a lot of that stuff, like, my friend Bobby runs a label called Ghosts' Clear and plays in a band called Canyons where they almost mix, like, noise rock with, like, Coalesce style type shit. But, you know, Bobby's and stuff so like, you know, anything that sounds like Jesus Lizard or Failure. Yeah. Know. There's yeah, a good team like, for that Philly, for sure. Like, this is well, yeah, because he's all friends. He put out he put out, he's getting ready to release, he put out their EP or tape of this, he's getting ready to release a full links to that band, Red of Me. Red yeah, of me. yeah. From there, there, he's really feeling that band
1: a lot, and like
0: I don't know, it just seems like He's, he's always been friends with, like, Fight Amp and those those folk. And, yeah, they're so, kind of like, the, I feel like they're always like the heads of that, like,
2: noise rock sort of thing, like the Philly noise rock scene. It was, it I was guess was now a, they're called Lodos
0: now, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so, yeah. yeah. And I, I remember meeting one of those guys that worked at Kung Fu necktie. It was like a bartender up there runs the place or something, like, downstairs. And I was like, oh, so you guys are friends with my mutual friend. They're like, oh, yeah, fuck, yeah. And he just, like, started talking and stuff. That's cool. And stuff. But have you ever, have you guys ever – well, have you guys ever played Kung Fu Nutai? Yeah, we played Kung Fu tie a bunch of times. I love them. That. That's, like,
2: probably one of my favorite clubs to play in the city,
1: for sure. Yeah, I think it's I think an awesome club. Place
0: yeah, I think it's cool how it's under the train tracks and how it has kind of, like, a lot of little flyer stuff around it. It's yeah. A cool part of, it's a cool, interesting part of the city. Yeah, um, we played
1: there. We played there once. Um wasn't a huge crowd, but it was, it was definitely cool. We played downstairs, and it was, it was pretty awesome. But well, we've seen a lot of really good shows there.
0: Yeah, and sometimes... I mean, sometimes in the bigger cities, sometimes it can be hard to get big crowds just because it depends on the night and people are so. You know, Chicago's real good about supporting the arts. I can't say enough about Chicago and living here and loving the city and like, it's it's just completely supportive and like, I never seen the, I never seen a bad show in Chicago where people didn't show up to a show. I'm sure it's happened right around the I don't believe it. The big cities, a lot of times, there's so much stuff people are overwhelmed with. Yeah, Yeah,
3: like if you're
0: playing like... What? Like if you're playing Brooklyn or something, yeah. Yeah, and I mean like... Yeah, and it depends who's... But uh, yeah, like we're going to even play Brooklyn on the last tour we were playing at that place much more... Yeah, I know. We We had two like Brooklyn shows... Um, but New York, everything fell through on that. That I sucked. Because I suck. booking tours, is, it takes a while to – it's worth to book them, too. You, you, we all know this. Like, you have to book them months in advance, start talking to people, sending orders out there and figuring out what the heck's going to go on. And some of these big cities, you might as well just for – people are ever going to be booking their first tour, you better talk to somebody five or six months in advance.
2: Yeah, at least. And then think of like the amount of time you're going to be spending on that shit like daily. Like if you're going to be like, oh, I want to play this city. And it's like, all right, you're going to have to hit up probably like 15 people and finding those 15 people. Good luck with that counting.
3: Kind
0: of <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it can be a little, it's the you'll have somebody and send you to somebody else too. It'll be like, well. This person's better for this, it's more their style of right? trade and so that it takes a while for somebody to even get back to you or I was gonna so say I'm like gonna to hit them, him them up, up
2: like four times and then they'll be like, Just hit up this other guy, man, leave me alone.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really could be like that, but you yeah. You usually make them look somehow. There's usually somebody that's nice and open and line that wants to see somebody who come to their city and stuff stuff, which I guess we're all we're all lucky and sometimes Sometimes then just for the date you need in that place, nothing's happening. Your baby on tour and just have a date off that day, you may just be screwed. hmm That's happened before too, where it's just like, can't find anything here. I guess nothing's gonna pan out of this location. I guess day off. Yeah, you're
2: like I guess in Sioux City, Iowa, I can't really do <laughs> there's not that much
0: going on. Or I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, it could be any place. It could be a big city, too. It could be like, nobody's talking to me here. That's definitely that. I I mean, actually, the first times I ever tried to book Chicago, it was definitely, like, stuff like that. But I was like, but it eventually worked, you know. And living here, when you live someplace, you get more involved in the makeup and know what it takes, the book shows and how stuff works and stuff. Yeah. And stuff, I just think. But I think Chicago is another big city. It is also overwhelmed with music. But if you actually fly a song promote it right and you actually, well, I always like to say the word, you, I always like to say you can't broadcast if you don't network. Like you have to go out there and build roots within the community and meet people and hit them up and be like, the show's going on this date or whatever. Come out, make them feel welcome. I mean, it works great here in Chicago for people. For people, but yeah, if you don't if you if you, if you don't network somehow, you'll be broadcasted out to a cockroach on the street and we even pick up your signal. And uh, that's kind of. <laughs> I hate to say it, but that's kind of how it could be. <laughs> that's how it could kind of be. <laughs> You have to, it's hard during these times but I think I think music when it does come back it's going to be really beautiful because I think people are going to be more thrilled than they ever have been and I think there's some people who are beginning to get jaded in the, with music almost yeah. and stuff and like and I think like they realized what they had and they could be taken away at any time and now they're going to be whenever it does come back or I even had friends say that right? they're like I'm going to take it a little bit
1: more serious now. now yeah, I'm even if you realize, like, how much it meant to me playing shows and just seeing bands live until so it's, like, gone. Then you're like, holy shit, like, yeah. like, I really want this. I need it.
0: Yeah. it's uh, like. Yeah, it's hard because I'm even having, like, I have an episode of my friend Kevin who does a band called Critical Condition and Slave Labor down there in Texas. And he's been throwing some shows outdoor at a park in Houston. They've been allowing them to do it at this park with everybody wearing masks and kind of keeping distancing in Houston. But at the same time, he he we were kind of got, I kind of got in a little bit of an argument with him, but we were, I did hear what he was saying about, because like, he's like, well, I these people are going to grocery stores and stuff, but we can't even have a show with 60 to 100 people. But I was like, well, grocery stores, people need food to survive. Like, we think we need punk to survive, which we probably, some of us, mentally do. Mm. Uh, but, you know, yeah. not to the rest of the world, is music's more looked at as an entertainment. And even though a lot of our lives do revolve around and for a lot of us it is our jobs yeah. or the stuff we center our lives around. So it's been it's been very hard. It's like and you haven't hardly seen any friends, uh, depending on who you are and what you live by. I mean, there's been there's been people I haven't seen since this started.
3: Yeah,
2: that's yeah. that's pretty much where I'm at, where it's like I don't think I've seen any like there's like a small scene in Lansdale. And I haven't seen, like, any of those people. We had a show, I want to say, like, two days before, or a few days before the pandemic hit, like, the week be- that Saturday before. And I haven't, like, I saw all those people at that show, and I haven't seen any of them since then. And it's coming on, like, a
0: year. And I'm like, well, I haven't really seen a lot of people I usually see. That's so
3: crazy. Yeah, I've seen,
0: yeah. Yeah, I've seen a couple of close, uh, a couple of close friends uh, say for you, but for the most part, yeah, I miss you, Maury and Steven. Stephen and Maury are uh, a couple who uh, here in Chicago have done a lot for the venues when they're closed, but like, and they both work in the medical field too, so they have to be very careful because they're on the front line of fighting this stuff, but they are also done a lot of stuff like done venue maps and hand-drawn maps of venues in Chicago and sold them and done like... Different things that kind of help raise money for venues here in Chicago. So that's good. And they're they're good friends of my lady and my mine, but they yeah, uh, but we haven't even seen them all pandemic. Di- so it's kind of like been pretty bucking. There's a bunch of other people I was in in pandemic I missed too, but especially them. There's good people who do a lot for the city to try to make Chicago a functional place for art for music to happen into to a welcoming place i think that needs to happen more often
3: yeah
2: i think philly needs something like that for sure just this area because even now like i don't even know if the, there's like one actual venue in our town and i'm pretty i don't know what's up with it like no one really knows if it's going to come back or what's going on so it's kind of Is just up in the, the air
0: no this one it's called the underground it's in landsdale well, oh, in your town, yeah, it's hard to yeah, it's hard to say, say what is going to come back and what's not, it's really, I mean, most of our venues have somehow survived this stuff in Chicago, and I don't know. Well, Chicago is just a city that's risen up and helped out a lot of its venues, either some of them sell food still, and the ones that are sometimes just, far as it can do all ages shows early on or do different do different things and make things work they, they've made shirts or different people have donated money to them and stuff so
2: I yeah that's
0: what billy seems to be doing or at least like there's
2: a venue called voltage lounge that did that but in my job i work at a screen printing shop and we just did like a bunch of shirts for that venue and that's like it seems to be that's what's helping them
0: Yeah, that's good because, like, there needs to be stuff like that going on because, I mean, without our small venues and without, like, what I think people here in Chicago know as much as we have the big business of capitalism here and all the bullshit that comes along with America, that the arts and the culture is a big backbone of the city and has a lot of release from people for the shit they have to deal with in their regular day's lives to go see a concert or go see a show at a small venue or go get some food at a weird place and it's a very diverse dynamic city and stuff so it's i think people realize how important all the venues and all this stuff is the up of the city so they definitely fought hard made, have definitely to make people definitely step into play to make sure we keep supporting places which is which is a good thing, mm-hmm. and it's hard to do because everybody's even struggling in these times. But I think everybody's just doing what they can a little bit here and there. And there's even been, and Chicago's lucky to have a, some bigger bands that have started out here that stepped up and donated some good chunks of change to some biggies to help them out That's through good. the time. To like, yeah, I mean. Not totally my thing, and I like sect and race trader better. But uh, shout out to some of the dudes from FOB or Fallout Boy for stepping up and getting <laughs> some <laughs> things nice. here, here in the city. I mean, same with I think Aqualine did some stuff too. I think some different people. Yeah, I was gonna wonder if they did anything. Yeah, there's definitely some people that have stepped up and uh, fight. Financially uh, stepped up with some of their own change, and to make sure some venues could keep. I even think uh, an, an old band by the initials of SP, who have some kind of star attitudes in their band, <laughs> by the, Smashing Pumpkins, even stepped up and gave the So Yeah, right. there's some different people here in Chicago that uh, really have uh, what you call stepping up to the. Stepping up to the plate to make sure. Well, like I said, it's a big backbone of our city, too. Yeah. To culture and arts and people being creative. I mean, that's that's what attracts a lot of people to Chicago. Gets people to move here from other places. Like me, like I was one of those people. There, there you go. There's a prime example of it. All true, B. B. It's just like. You come from another place that isn't like this, and you try to make it like this, but it never works out, and people just don't give a fuck, and you eventually get burnt out. On it. you're like, well, I'm gonna move on. Yeah, there you go. Well, whatever, whatever works. You're in Chicago, Chicago now. Me, like, yeah, well, like, don't be wrong. Kansas City can be really good sometimes, but there's only a certain there's only a certain extent you can push yourself as an artist to it. There before you know everybody in the town, and before you know everything you can do, yeah. And uh, it's like Chicago always has new opportunities and new people coming into pictures and old faces to it or friends you make here and keep. And it's really, it's really beautiful in that in that se- in that sense. I mean. So, what are um, any plans for bands after this? After this virus, after we can come out from our from our caves from this virus, uh, we're doing a definitely going to do touring, <laughs> that's for sure. But I don't even know when because
2: I'm like I'm just imagining that once everything starts happening again, everyone's going to want to go on tour at the same time, so it's just going to be like a clusterfuck for like <laughs> yeah, the first couple months.
0: Yeah, like I booked a I booked a fest here in Chicago with Bastard Noise Suppression, Water Torture, Sea of Shit, a bunch of noise acts, a bunch of other stuff. as for as far as our split release show for Bastard Noise. And it's been pushed back to September 4th for now, but we don't even know if that will going to happen. I mean, Eric's still very paranoid of traveling anywhere within this year, so we don't even know what's going to go go on yeah who knows yeah but like yeah i know like a lot of the venues here in chicago were saying they're already kind of getting pretty booked up for september and october just with those things, with the with the mindset that like people are thinking they're maybe going to get a tour in that period like do like some kind of fall touring and stuff but then some people don't are saying might like not until 2022 probably and stuff so i nobody knows yeah, like it's it's
2: awkward even trying to book that sort of stuff because I feel like you look like a kind of a, you can look like an asshole. Like not always, but if you're like already trying to book stuff, and people be like, "Really, man? There's a pandemic." Yeah, like, like, I know, I but still,
0: I even put up that September fourth date on a Instagram page I started for the fest, but I put a question mark by it because it's kind of like nobody really knows, and it's kind of like I'm I'm not gonna do it unless it's safe too even if the city yeah, some stuff can open back up I want to make sure everybody's comfortable with it and there's enough enough people have done the smart things and that I don't want to be responsible for being part of something that kills a bunch of people too yeah too, it spreads a bunch of shit either I don't think anybody doesn't always anybody in their right mind but Unfortunately, I've known people that have already gone and played shows in Florida or even played shows in different places without, like, I mean, they were still doing social distancing and keeping it low capacity, but they received shit about it pretty heavily. Yeah. Like, because, well, actually pretty early on, Deterioration of Mellow Harsher played a show up in Wisconsin-Madison. at at some bar reopened up up there and they even did a social distancing mask but people gave them a lot of shit about doing doing it doing it just because you know people were afraid it's a serious thing and and like some people, I mean, some people are like, I'm down to die. Some people are like, when have we ever listened to the government being involved in fucking punk rock or whatever? Then some people are like, yo, I got loved ones that are fucking elderly. If, they, if this motherfucker gets it, as you give it to me or something, then everything's fucked or I'm going to die. And everybody's afraid. It's nothing good. The whole thing's bad. Yeah. There's not one yeah. God, it's, it's even divided a lot of people. Even it has divided people, like, you know, no people. But well, there's been a lot of also idiots that want to, but there has been a lot of idiots out there that want to deny science. So they're like, like a lot of people have followed Trump and different things. are like, how could you believe scientists are paid? And they're like, no, actually, usually what happens with science, you moron, is usually scientists come up with something and prove it. <laughs> then other scientists try to disprove it. And if they can't prove it, there it becomes science and becomes irrelevant and it becomes fact. (laughs) That's usually usually what happens. And most scientists usually also take a vow over over their own beliefs to report actually the factual science over their own belief system. Belief system. And so it's hard to really manipulate science or call science bullshit. You know what I mean? That's why these people are Mm -hmm. so crazy. Yeah. It's like, what are you? It's like, what the fuck are you people? <laughs> but then again, yeah, I think this is like I said earlier, we were in a world where there's a lot of divide in it, but I hope it gets better. I hope uh, music keeps making it a better place. I think you guys all probably hope it does. Too, yeah, sure. oh my God. I like to, yeah, I always like to ask this question. What are... I mean, I know your bands kind of, like I said earlier, I think introducing you guys, your bands kind of have your own kind of like, because you can even hear some noise rock stuff in there, punk, hardcore. And I think that kind of goes on both bands a little bit and some experimentation. But were there any bands like you guys, I mean, I think everybody gets their influences. What Would you guys all listen to what were some records of the past? Some of you were enjoying, enjoying. Ah.
2: Uh, For me, I I was listening to a lot. There's a band called Rolo Tomasi, who I like them a lot. I was listening to Gauze a good amount. And then Unsane, if you like Unsane.
0: Yeah, of course, I like Unsane. I like Gauze and like all that stuff. So yeah, that makes... That's
2: good. good. Yeah, and then more in a darker hardcore stuff. But yeah, definitely those those bands for sure.
0: Yeah, I like a lot of dark hardcore. I like a lot of the European dark hardcore. Like, there was just... Band from Italy called The Secret. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. yeah, Southern Order is ruthlessly good and dark and violent, dark hardcore. we from Italy. Italy, it was, my old band played some shows with them, Attention Secret, when they were over here at Black Breath one time. And That's, just
3: awesome. Really,
0: That's awesome. really Yeah. And what about you, Rob? What were some what were some influences for? I shouldn't say influences, just records you were jamming that you're enjoying and stuff, or you, that you maybe still so enjoy to this day or whatever.
1: Um, like during this writing process, or just kind of like growing up, just like in inspirations, like
0: really wanted, just in life, maybe records that even helped shape some of the music you put out there and stuff, but I know you're all trying to create
1: your own thing like I said. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me and Jeff have like always kind of been he's kind of been like the more metal side of things. I've been more like the post hardcore, like like I really was into more punk and like um post hardcore like um Discord records like uh you know Fugazi and stuff. Yeah I mean, that's kinda like where Nation, I was at the of the like you know, all
0: yeah. that goes on.
1: Yeah, so, like, like Sleepy Trio and, like, uh, 12-Hour Turn, stuff like that, like,
0: mm-hmm. those uh, were big influences
1: for them. me. Yeah, like, that, oh, that's kind of what pushed me in in oh, the I direction of where Vulture Peak is at, like, that's, you know, those bands were, like, that's kind of where I came from. Then he came on, like, he came like with more of the, the metal side of things and brought that in and kind of got me more into that and then kind of, you know, merged and... But, like, I, you know, I listen to so much, you know, like, just different styles of music. It just depends on the day, you know, like. Um, but, yeah, like, for Vulture Peak, it's, you know, you know, that's kind of where it, it, it kind of stems from. Like, he, you know, it was hardcore, then he brought in the metal, and it just kind of goes from there. But now, like, we're trying to, like, this, some like uh like youth end off of this release was like written, you know, for an, another split that never really happened and that's kind of an older song um and then the next three on this release are kind of newer that you know kind of um fit together a little bit more I feel um but you know we're continuing to like try to venture into different areas and not just keep doing the same thing so we're um Hopefully on this next EP it's, it'll be you know slightly different than than this release. But just trying to keep yeah, things interesting. You.
0: Yeah, and that's a that's the and that's that's a that's a good thing. I always like it when bands have records like that. Even like when I think about it, I like and I've always been good friends of this band and always loved this band. But I like think about it. Have you ever listened to the band Mile Marker?
1: Yeah, I love Mile Marker. Yeah.
0: If you listen to, like, every one of their records, are like, they're different in a lot of ways. right yeah. like, Ways, like, there's some elements of my mile marker, like, of the post-hardcore and electronic stuff they do, but they're always pushing different little things on their records and always coming up with new ideas, and it's just really... Yeah, like, yeah, like when
1: it when when Phil Servant came about like that kind of that guitar riff like always reminding me it kind of just always pulled me back to mile marker it's funny you brought them up but like I was just like it was one of the bands I was really into back in the day
0: yeah I mean my my old roommate spent some time birdieing for them being there multiple times like I lived to a house in Lawrence, Kansas like why I probably let my friend Joshua with us when he had falling out with his parents. And I, you know, I kind of we couldn't really pay my parents' rules or whatever at one point. So I moved out with some friends that had a punk house in Lawrence, Kansas, which drive myself to high school and got myself a little part-time job and helped out around there. But, I mean, they're a little older than me, and they were having bands like The Locust Player House and Mile Marker. Yeah. And bright, calm, blue, and, like, fire, oh, awesome. blue, and strong, 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 and
1: just shit. Yeah, bright, calm, blue is awesome, too. That's yeah, and just, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, just having, like, a lot of different stuff, like, play our house that even exposed me to a lot of stuff I probably would never have ever been, even ever been exposed to if I would have never lived with those with those people. <laughs> people like Tom Batwin and or. Turner, after 12 hours during, like there was people in that house that were definitely into mode and different people were definitely more into hardcore it lived in that house so it was a very you know interesting place yeah um,
1: yeah. that's like that's, Pittsburgh had like a, an awesome scene of like post hardcore like um, like IO and Picadori and there was um
0: we even have bands like Ed Hockley from there. and They're more rockin' world out post-hardcore with Ed Hockley. Yeah, they from Pittsburgh. There's a, lot of good, there's a lot of good stuff out of that, area. I mean, Pennsylvania's put out a lot of good bands. Like, there was bands like, you know, like, even from smaller towns. Like, I think they may have been... There was a I think it may have been from Lancaster. There was a band called back in the day or some people lived in Lancaster called Encyclopedia of American Traders. I never heard of them.
1: Yeah. And then, mean, like,
0: some people, then some people turned into a band called Like Golden Sky. Yeah, I know them. Okay. And yeah, the Nod and Queens. Yeah, later on, like Yeah, but there's just like yeah, Pennsylvania has a rich history.
3: That's
0: stuff, for sure. Yeah. yeah, you could probably talk about music. you could probably talk about music that came out of PA all night. You could probably make a so, podcast just about it. Yeah, really, really like between all the hardcore punk rock noise. Caucuses, you got, if you guys never have checked out, like, um, have, you, have either one of you checked out my friend's band from PSA before? Bummer. Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, kind of no. doing some noise, doing some kind of like borderline noise rock and post-hardcore stuff. So, I mean, That's I think they just signed the Thrill Jockey officially pretty pretty recently. But oh, then okay. like Matt, Matt, their guitar player and vocalist plays drums in this more like screamo-driven in noise rock band called Big Water. It was one of my ex spam members. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I think like, I think like amphetamine, and, and, re- how do you say that label? Oh, amphetamine rap- reptile records. Yeah, I wanted to put out Bummer, but Bummer was already taken by Thrill Jockey, so I think he's like, they're going to put out his other band, Big Water, because he's just like, oh, well, my other band's already taken, so to see her, here's my other band, you just put out this. That must be nice. That <laughs> must be nice, Matt Perrin, if you're listening to this. <laughs> Some people be like, let me put out your band, please. Yeah, having somebody willing to put out your band, you're just like, well, my other band's already taken you want to put out, but here's my other band. Yeah. If you really want to put someone out, and they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know? But, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I get mad props because I get bad at those guys' props because Bummer's, Bummers toured a lot, too, as of now, before pandemic. They were hitting the road all the time and stuff, so. I guess that's what what sometimes it takes, though, is hitting that road a lot. Yeah, that's for sure. A lot, but – oh, and another thing I always like to do before this podcast, and if you guys want to add some more stuff, you guys can. I always like to ask this question. So, I mean, I don't know if you'll know about them well. Maybe you do, Rob, but I literally like – one of the reasons I started this podcast is I was listening to this podcast called Noise Extra. I really I really enjoyed but they were like kind of having this podcast around an artist I really like named Atrax Morg, which is a guy named Marco Cabelli, who is a noise artist from Italy. Um, felt like they were born in the wrong body. Um, there's a lot of reasons people think Marco killed themselves pretty early on. But um. Marco was Marco is obsessed with like almost like these Italian B-movies things. they it really got me into them called uh, G- G- Galo or Galo films and they're like almost like the word being Jello in Italian and um, and like Galo films or Galo and like um, they're almost like these B-movies but they, they're they sometimes actually really good and they have like They have these slasher element feel to them, but it always usually has a detective story that goes along with it. But what I liked about these movies and what I realized Marco liked about these movies is it almost had the same DIY element that noise does or any of the stuff we're into. Directors that even had a hard time getting these movies made that worked on low budgets. And stuff, and like weren't afraid to do like weird artsy stuff. It was like beyond the usual realm of spectrums of film and stuff so and so I always like to ask people, is there any movies that did some for'em or anything anybody liked when they were young, and even kind of and I think we also got in these movies, and what Marco was attract when the second part was the attraction to him was. It's just kind of the creepiness. Everything is just kind of like this slasher stuff kind of creepy. I even mean, like the creepiness of certain things. Like, one of the first things that scared me when I was young was The Shining with Jack Nicholson, where he was just trying to kill his family in a cabin. And I think, like, I don't know. There was some other stuff, too. There was like, I mean, I always liked the movie Seven with Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman for a movie, because it's, like, one of the few movies That's where he died where it's kind of one of the few movies where the bad guy wins. And even though yeah. it's a bad big picture of the movie, it's like the bad guy gets what he wants. And, the and like, most mm-hmm. films don't have that type of darkness to them to and grit, I feel like. But um, anything, like, it never scared any of you growing up or anything. that was, like, good in DIY, like, where you had the same that Amber Day. Amber, same thing you could put towards music. and doesn't have to be film or anything else in life, like another secondary hobby
1: or anything. No, mm-hmm.
0: oh, I always like I um,
1: something. I passed. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I really like film. I like um, uh, Darren Aronofsky. Like, I think um, Requiem for a Dream was horrifying. Uh, that was one movie that um, definitely, like, when I watched it, like, I, I I love film because it does like I love visual stuff that pushes me in different directions like uh, with sound. Yeah. So that movie was horrifying. Um, I I, I love so this. Well, it just kind you know, of it
0: shows the fucking side of addiction and the darkness of like the the human soul how it can be sometimes. That movie and sometimes the things people do for their addiction, like where the yeah. girls are going to the ass to ass scene or whatever it may. Yeah. I mean, or whatever. it's like it's like some stuff. It's like real gritty and almost like disgusting and stuff. Uh,
1: it, there's there's but, something about but, yeah, it though? I mean, there's yeah, there's so many movies. About
0: that movie. We really, if I really think about that movie, it's fucked up. I i, I not thought about that movie for a
1: while, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like there, there's a lot of movies about addiction, and 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 that is like a part of that movie that like that makes it you know, real, but like, it's the way that he did it and the way that he showed it. And like the emotions that are in there is just, I mean, it's just gut wrenching. And like, to, that was like a huge inspiration for me to like, you know, like, you know, this is, this is a dude like doing something like totally different with, um, you know, with, with film. And like, even his first movie, like the, uh, pie, you know, that was, that was really good too. Like, um, all his movies are yeah, great,
0: and but... a lot of the sequencing, se- a lot of the sequencing in that film is really cool. If I think about it, too, too, it has a really cool like sequencing effect to it. I never yeah. really thought about this. There's, there's a certain people who are good at making film, and it's an art for them, and they're good at sequencing things. Like, let's face it, like I always, we could talk about this forever. But I always, I was like. Like There's a lot of graphic novels and comics that kind of got fucked up by Hollywood. But Sin City yeah. kind of wasn't... Sin City wasn't one of them. Frank Miller wouldn't let him fuck it up that much. But the sequencing, I've always kind of liked how he had Quentin Tarantino come in there for the sequencing. And because that's what Quentin Tarantino does best is it does weird trippy sequencing that brings you back to something. Mm. And, stuff, yeah. and stuff. It's always like certain people have gifts for doing... Certain certain things and just making them work and I don't know it's it's very interesting it's very interesting even in that and the, what about you uh, but yeah we could yeah but film is um, film is a very interesting thing just yeah it was even to, yeah it's, you can listen to it it's just what about you what about you well anything uh,
2: I wouldn't say I've really been inspired like to write music through film or anything like that. Like maybe stuff I've read, but I've never really. I like watching movies. I like watching TV shows, but I'm not. I, I don't really. It's hard for me to sit down and do stuff but like do sit and watch things. I can't really do it that well.
0: Hmm? Yeah, you have to be writing music through film. It could just be like a film, and maybe like it's just like something did something for you, or either just like. Something that was independent that maybe wasn't known about or something that had that same drive like art does is what I was kind of saying. Saying it's like all art does, like in relating music and film in a lot of ways, because some of the directors and some of the people that are truly the artists behind stuff that are working a lot that budgets have a drive. That's like, I got to get this done. I don't always have the money to get it done, but I'm going to do whatever it takes to make it happen. You yeah. I can't you think know, of anything off-hand now. Sorry. Yeah, I didn't even know. It could be, I was going like, you know, to say it could even be a secondary hobby or a little side business or anything. You know, and I always like to ask, like, all that question. Anything that, and that's for you, too? Well, anything that scared you or kind of fucked you up or anything? Anything that scared you when you were younger? Uh, the one thing just, I remember like, that
2: scared the shit out of me was probably the uh, – the Chucky movie? I hated that movie. <laughs> that scared the living <laughs> shit out of me, but I don't really...
0: I was, like, seven months old, and it scared the hell out of me. Yeah, it's kind of funny what scares you as a little kid, and sometimes doesn't seem that scary when you get older, but there's some shit that still fucks me up. Like, I remember, so, like, I told you guys earlier, going back to some other stuff, I was in that band with Wade Hell, which Stacey Helps, his older brother from co and Casket Lottery and all those bands, and like Wade was obsessive with the movie, so I think when I'm too young like I met him in like ninth grade going to school and I saw some element of innocence left to in me at that point. If any innocence was gone I'm still on Wade Hell. Okay. He showed me he's the one who showed me Last House on the Left, the original version. And Oh yeah. It, there is shit in there that made me want to puke. I mean, literally, like, yeah. when they're out torturing the girls out in the woods or whatever, I'm just like, this is fucked up. How does anybody watch any of this and and stuff? And I get it as I get older because some of it's, like, almost like the fantasy of, like, everything is bad about the human. So the last, the last house on the left is just a really fucked up film. Anyways, and the parents come across the people and torture the people that torture their kids and stuff. And it's just, you know. But on, on wider notes, um, good cheesy action movies everybody should watch. So I always like talk about this podcast. Yeah, everybody watch the original Point Break. Don't watch the remake. And, uh, yeah, everybody watch Cobra and respect Cobra because that's one of the coolest fucking movies ever. So that's just hilarious think against the satanic cold, and parts <laughs> are almost filmed like they're in a sequence of a music video. I'll
1: have to watch uh, it and watch. It. You said it was Cobra.
0: Yeah, Cobra. It's an early Sylvester Stallone. Like, he's like this vigilante, like. And I think it may have been from one of those. Oh, I games. probably did see that. He's oh, up was against hungry. like this. Yeah, he's up against this like satanic cold. that's going around and killing people with axes. Oh, and by the way, the bad guy in that movie even looks scary to this day. He just looks like a creepy, creepy guy. Whoever, 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 like, decided to get the actors together for that movie did a really good job for the time. I give those people, I give those people props you know, There was going out searching for the talent for that because they picked a real creepy-looking guy
3: for the bad guy <laughs> in
0: that. Yeah, I just watched that movie the other night. I was like... Oh, this guy's just creepy. This guy's a total. This guy's a total slazy LA creep. Yeah, the, the casting was great. Yeah, the casting was great. Yeah, and like, it's just like it's funny because try try to remake some of these old movies. And it's like, why are you just ruin the process because you take everything that's cheesy that we love about the film
3: yeah. in the first
0: place? And it's like, and so you know, it's just, it's just goofy. It's almost like it's almost like sometimes when I've heard a band trying to remake a new re- the same record, but they kicked out a vocalist or probably trying to make it with another guy, and it usually turns out bad. I just don't. Somebody just doesn't have the natural elements there. It's like what was going on here? Yeah, I mean, what were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, what else would I like to say? Um, what else would you like? We talked a lot about different things, so I don't think that's why I kind of like to do this podcast. But um, what else would you like to add about maybe some of your bands? Where could people maybe check out some of your stuff, and uh, if people want to go? And, and also, like the seven-inch just came out, or the digital version of it, right? Or the split, or the or whatever. Yeah, it came out today, actually. Yeah. Okay, and yeah, I should have this up within a couple of days. But, yeah, where can people go listen to it at and listen to your guys' band stuff
2: at? It's on, uh, you can go on Bandcamp, both us and Vulture Peak, have it on Bandcamp at name your price for right now. And uh, we also have it on Spotify and Apple
0: Music and all that stuff. All digital streaming services. All right, and can people see stuff of your guys' bands like live stuff on YouTube or any shit? Yep, right, yeah, we, we got all, all
1: the stuff it. on YouTube. Yeah, we're on YouTube as well. I just want to throw a shout-out. I want to throw a shout-out to uh, Kat Robinson. She uh, did the illustration, and then we collaborated on the the design, but she did the illustration of the hands, and she's actually from Chicago.
0: Oh, cool, and I really like that. I really like that. That hand. Yeah, her her stuff is really good. We had to look at, tell that person about this podcast and tell them to tune in. Their name got mentioned and told us about it of oh, Chicago and doing it. Yeah, I really like that. AMV. Maybe I'll hit them up about some illustration artwork. Yeah, sometime. for sure. Time. Um, and you guys have all the shit book pages. I mean, Facebook. And yep, yeah, Facebook, Instagram. Instagram pages. Yeah, it's always good because so many people check out different things in different ways these day, These days, so it's good to say all the maps people can go trying to go find things at. I guess people got pretty good at searching things themselves, to and navigating it themselves. But I have a lot of friends that are still even computer They're stupid. They're like, I'll listen to stuff, but the fuck using a computer. Yeah, have some that have I'm not the biggest fan of technology. Yeah, I have some friends that definitely have like, dinosaurs and stuff. Stuff more. Like, my mom, she just finally got to where, like, you know, she could download apps on a cell phone and, like, figure, figure it out and stuff. I kind of have to help guide her to, to her, like, tell her where her play store was on her because she uses an Android and how to get to everything and you know, it was, um, but yeah, I can't be mad though. I'm sure a lot of this stuff's new for all the different era of people. Like I even know Eric Woods, like some of the shit fucks me up, man. Cause he's older too. Super bastard. He's a man of the bastard. He's like, well, okay, I've always tried to keep up with this stuff. But he's like, I still don't like the cell phones. They're still kind of fucking annoying. And I guess that's what happens when you get up near 60 or something. You've been, you've seen a lot of different, yeah. This like, <laughs> I don't know how it works. I haven't gone there Yeah, I don't know if I'll ever get there. <laughs> Hopefully not. Uh, yeah, but, well, I hope to make it to that age, but I hope Oh, I'm yeah. I just meant, like, like being be grumpy about cell phones. <laughs> yeah, or being grumpy. I don't even, think- or just being grumpy about things in general. <laughs> just being yeah. grumpy about things in general. <laughs> Like, things get to, like, yeah, there's some people, I, yeah, I deal with, but I have always appreciated people, like, who have stayed true to what they do. That's something I got to say about Eric is he's always stayed true to what he's done and never, never, never has been faking the world, world dandy. there's something to be said about, there's something to be said about that. Yeah, he's always told yes, people sure. exactly. About a situation, sometimes it isn't a good thing either. Sometimes that can be a really bad thing. where you speak your mind all the time, but but I think he's also one of those people like you don't like it, well fuck off. Yeah, (laughs) you know, you know, know, it's just kind of there's a lot of people that kind of like that. Yeah, but I'm trying to be, I'm trying to get more and. Touch with everything and listen to everybody's sides of their perspectives. Even if it's perspective I don't agree with, you know, I'm trying to get some new awakenings in life. I think you got to, you got to if you want to have any hope of change in this world. Yeah, more def- progress. It, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's going to do by people raising their voices and yelling at each other. That's going to make someone want to turn away and not be a part of any dialect of any type of sort, I found. I found, found, but but then also I understand why people are yelling. There's a, there's a lot of things to be upset in the world about. That's I, mean, true. Still, I, I mean, I'm still screaming in the microphone, but, and I know there's people who go out and protest on the streets about it too and stuff, but one um, of my friends said, we made a violent revolution. I don't know if anybody's listening to peaceful protest or not. I don't know if the rich person, the rich guy in the office really cares about your someone's sign and what it says about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe I don't I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what needs to happen. But anyways, yeah, I guess that's been a pretty good podcast it's been pretty lengthy. So everyone, yeah, check out um LMI and uh, Vulture Peak. And um, everybody, I just say, watch I always like to close this out by saying everybody watch Mm -hmm. out for each other during these uh, times as much as you can for distance. Even call a friend, check in with somebody. If a friend's down and another somebody's like fucked because of this situation work-wise and they're heading the streets, do you have a true friend or someone you care about? you know we're in a pandemic and going to be dangerous offer friends a place to stay watch out for each other the world doesn't have enough people truly watching out for each other i feel like yeah some else is relaxed sometimes is uh it needs a little less greed or it needs less greed and a little bit more compassion and love mm-hmm. and it i mean because sometimes people are like oh why should i help this person out And it's like well why shouldn't you it's like that's your fellow, That's that's a fellow human just like you. Or that's somebody in need just like it could be anybody in your family or anybody you cared about. I uh, I come up on. Like, people act so ridiculous. Sometimes I get over pe I get over it sometimes. So with that being said, that mm-hmm. was kind of the closing out thing. Um, everybody, just check out music. Support art. Support creativity support things you love. Uh, like I said, watch out for each other. And uh, if you guys want to give any more shout outs, you can. This is the time to do that. Or else, uh, uh,
1: I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm good too, well, man. Thank well. you. Thank you for doing yeah, this, for this man. Appreciate good. it. Well, thank you for having us.
0: Well, thanks for coming on, and thanks for creating and still not losing the drive to create. It seems like your guys' bands have been. Creating for a while, so it's good. I've always, I always, I always appreciate people who don't lose their drive, too, and especially in times that they're hard like these. So, thank yeah. you guys too. Thank you guys too, and thanks to everybody who listened to us bl- blabber our mouths here. I guess that's what this is all yeah. about in these yeah. times a little bit. Right. All right. Thanks. All right. Thanks for being on. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, man.